Tracing your family history is as easy as ever thanks to genealogy websites and DNA ancestry test kits. For Brooklyn resident Andrew Van Dusen, the roots of his family tree were uncovered through a middle school class project. Van Dusen discovered that he was a 12th generation descendant of one of Manhattan's first few hundred settlers. How cool is that? I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape. Andrew Van Dusen is our guest on this week's show. Andrew, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So I feel like I'm talking to New York City royalty. <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. Hardly. Um, yeah. I mean... You don't consider yourself New York City Absolutely royalty. Absolutely not. No, I mean my first my that descendant one of the the, the guy I come from uh was was absolutely not royalty. He was the guy. The guy. One yeah. man. Uh he was just a regular guy. He was a regular Joe and um a regular Abraham. His name was Abraham <laughs> Peterson uh and he was from a town called Dursen in the Netherlands and so van means from. So when he moved here he became Van Dursen. What year was that? That was somewhere between 1620 and 1625. Manhattan was not yet Manhattan. Manhattan was New Amsterdam, and it was basically a company town, the Dutch East Indies Indian Company. It was a trading. It was their their southern trading town for the Netherlands, and uh, they had Fort Orange, which was Albany, uh, and they had New Amsterdam, and so. My ancestor Abraham came here uh, sometime in 1620, 1625, right in there, um, started to settle in, and uh, then uh, he, he was a miller, uh, so he had a, he had a windmill, and he would you know grind grain and that kind of thing. Where was that windmill, do you know? That was just up, uh, it was in Lower, Lower Broadway, just north of what was Fort, um, Fort Amsterdam, and... Um, I, I don't have the the sort of pronunciation on, but it was w- what was originally Broadway. How old below, was he? Do you below know? Wall Street. You know, I think he must have been in his early twenties, mm-hmm. and uh, he was uh, you know a younger son of the family. Back in, he was born in Harlem, Nether- the Netherlands, Harlem, and uh, he was a younger son. You know, didn't have a lot of prospects back in the Netherlands, and so he decided to try his luck out here. And he came here, started up a business, and then said, you know what, there's there's not a lot of women around here. And so he went back, found a girl, got married uh, in a, in a church back in the Netherlands, and then came back here, and very soon after, started they started having a lot of kids. And, you know, doing business, and um, and, and actually there's a really great book that I, f- I found a little while ago called Island of the Center of the World, um, that is an incredible portrait of colonial New Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And if, if anybody's interested in it, I highly recommend that. It's a great, great read. Um, just to give you an idea of the, you know, the, kind of the everyday life and how, how things were back there. And it gives you a, a, some insight into the character of New York City and, and how New York became New York and, and how why it is so different than, say, why it was so different than some of the other colonies. It did not have the you know, kind of uptight religious uh, doctrine of, uh, you know, Boston and the Pilgrims and the New England colonies. Um, it was it was a much more um, open-minded society. You know, the Dutch were, were, were much more open-minded about religious tolerance and about 
Uh, you know, and, and it really was about commerce for them. <laughs> they, you know, you wanted to come here, you had an idea for a business, you know, that's fine. Let's let's do it, you know. So if you were a French Huguenot or Jewish or Muslim or whatever, you know, if you could come here and and, and uh, do business with us, then that was great, you know. How did you come to realize you had this connection to one of Manhattan's early settlers? It, that was, you know, I... Uh, I had a. It, it, I was about seventh grade, uh, and this was in in Anchorage, Kentucky. I was living in Kentucky. So you're not native to New York City. I'm not a native New Yorker. No, uh, I was I was born in D.C. Actually, my dad was a newspaper man, uh, and that's why he was in D.C. at the time. And he was working in a newspaper in in Louisville, Kentucky. And um, we had this uh, class project assignment was uh, genealogy. It's kind of like where are you from? You know, find out. Go home, find out where you're from, and come back and do a little sort of book report on it. So I went home and I asked my dad, and he had this file in his filing cabinet that uh, an uncle of his had kind of passed down this. Somebody had done the genealogy, and somebody had had found this great file on it. And it was just a gold mine, and it had, you know, this genealogy going back to, you know, Abraham Van Dersen. And, and so, you know, I saw that I was a 12th generation Van Dusen from going back to this one guy. How did you feel about that when you found out when you were a kid? It was, uh, it was, I mean, it was fascinating. It was fascinating. And of course, at the time, I was fascinated with the Civil War. So that was like, when I found that there was a descendant of mine who fought in the Civil War, that was like the coolest thing. You had world. a descendant that kept a diary from the front lines of the Civil War. Yes. And what was really interesting, and you know, this is, this is what's so incredible about, you know, kind of looking back at your family is that unless you ask the questions and unless you dig, you know, you might not find this stuff out. I did not know about the diary until, and I don't know if, if my, my father had any kind of possession of a copy of the diary until much, much later. Um, and, uh, and then when I got my hands on that, that was just incredible. And he, yes, he kept a diary of the year of 19 of 1864. Uh, and, um, a daily diary, and then also included with that package were letters that he was sending home uh, during 1865. And so some of the 1864 diaries are, it's like, you know, it's just basically the life of a staff sergeant in this company that's, you know, trudging around, you know, the South from battle to battle. And it's kind of, and parts are kind of boring. But then parts are just incredible, you know. Such and, as what? Exciting. Um being wounded, you know, in a saber attack, you know, he was wounded twice. He was wounded, you know, this, these, these rebel soldiers snuck into camp in disguise and, um, he was, you know, attacked with this, you know, with a saber. Uh, and, uh, so, and also say getting to go and listen to, um, General Custer speak, <laughs> Uh, at, you know, when he was, it was just kind of a rally for the troops, but Custer was there and he was already kind of a, a hero general and young, you know, guy, and they got to go hear him speak. And then the letters are really kind of heartbreaking because the day that Lee surrendered, he was wounded the second time and he went to hospital in DC. And so there are these great letters home from the hospital saying, you know, basically I'm fine. You know, I, I will be coming home eventually. And then the next letter he says, you know, no doubt you've heard about the calamity to befall our nation. And while he was in D.C., um, Lincoln was assassinated. Mm. 
and he was laid up in the hospital. And then he writes about the funeral procession, saying, "I I would have I would have gone out to see it, but I can't stand up. Wow, you know, I can't I, I can only be on crutches for so long." So this very sort of personal take on this, these moments in history, which are which are how um, incredible incredible. to be able to read that i i was yeah it was it was it was an incredible find it was a really incredible find what was his name which van dusen was that that was uh charles theron van dusen and he um yeah and then he you know he went back to upstate new york and eventually settled in uh, Michigan and um, you know he was a wounded and he was still suffering from his his wounds and he didn't live for a very long time after the war but he had a couple of kids and then you know that kind of kept the line moving on and uh, and the other thing that was really poignant and really sweet was that all through that Civil War diary his sister Mary was kind of sickly so he was so worried about her health it turns out he ended up living just a few years after the war. She ended up living to be 85 years huh. old. And it's because of her and her letters and her having this diary copied that we have, you know, a record of all of this. How incredible. How incredible. Your family members found themselves on both sides of the Revolutionary War as well as the Civil War, right? Yes, yes. And um, and as, um, you know, what happened was I, I was – in this, uh, you know, I was actually I was doing a real estate gig. I was doing an open house, and somebody came in and noticed my name and said, and and, and this is how the Times, New York Times, got involved. She said, um, New York Times did a great profile they did of this, you and your family, this huge mm-hmm. profile um, called the Van Dusens of New Amsterdam, because they were just trying to to they wanted to look at you know sort of an average Joe, you know, original New Yorker, you know, original immigrant New Yorker, and and how it and what happened to the family there. So. Um, the writer, Alison Cohen, was an incredible, um, you know, she's an incredible journalist. And she was great at, like, getting me to dig, you know, encouraging me to do do a lot of digging. And so that was so, – so once I start, you know, we both started digging around and I started getting online. And we both kind of independently of one another found these things out. And, you know, military records are an amazing, amazing resource. Um, there were Van Dusens who were – who were Tories who, you know, fought on the British side of the revolution. Some of them then went up to Canada. They fled to Canada after the revolution because they weren't as welcome down here. So that's where a lot of the Van Dusens in Canada come from. And the ones who came south and settled in Louisiana and Texas, uh, they fought on, you know, the, the southern side of the, the Civil War. Um, wounded and you know so we had we had Van Dusen's on both sides of the lines at Gettysburg for instance and um yeah it's 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 pretty amazing stuff your family also has deep connections to the Berkshires right yes yeah um a lot of the Dutch moved from New Amsterdam up you know basically up the Hudson and kind of settled on either side of the Hudson and um there was a little town north, uh, south of Great Barrington called Van Dusenville actually, which I found quite by accident just driving along. And uh, it's kind of, the, the town's kind of disappeared, um, but the graveyard's still there. And there are these amazing old gravestones with these beautiful, you know, sort of religious-themed names of, you know, Free Love Van Dusen and, you know, Gratitude, you know, just like these incredible names back then. Tiny, adorable little graveyard. That's another great resource. Like, if you're if you're looking for, you know, your family history 
go go digging, <laughs> not digging, go to the graveyards. <laughs> not literally. <laughs> <laughs> go looking at, you know, look in the graveyards and historical societies and, and ask the questions. You know, people love to talk. What surprised you most in doing that digging, if you will? Um, I would say, you know, some of the some of the things that were most surprising were things that were also really close to home. You know, um, I, I mean, it depends. You know, my family is not like a super, you know, they're 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 you know kind of waspy and a little you know uptight at times, and so not like big on relating the stories and very humble and, and not braggy. So, you know, I really had to draw things out of my grandparents and my uncles and things like that. Um, and so, um, it wasn't until a, a, a couple of weeks before the story actually ran that I found out that, you know, my dad, when he was in DC where I was born in DC and, and when he was there, um, he asked, he, he was, a you know, in the press pool, this was back when the Providence journal had its own Washington correspondent. And, uh, he asked the last question of John F. Kennedy before he left for Dallas, the very last press conference there. And I had no idea that he, I had no idea that he, you know, had any interaction with, with, with that administration. Huh. But, um, and, um, and my dad was, you know, in his late, I mean, he was in his eighties, you know, and I asked him, do you, do you any, by any chance, do you remember the question he asked me? And just like it was yesterday, he just like came up with the exact huh. thing. It was this very specific thing about, you know, like taxes and, so, you know. Um, but, uh, I mean, there's there's so, so much fascinating stuff that, I mean, I, you know, found out that my, 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 another, my, my, my great uncle, um, you know, was was traveling in France and building, working for some engineering firm, spent two years over in France building bridges and writing these amazing postcards home to his wife in French. <laughs> so they had this very sweet, romantic kind of like postcard, you know, romance writing back and forth in French. And he's this guy, you know, from the suburb of Detroit who, you know, is doing this engineering job. So, um, you know, you can always go deeper. You can always learn more. What's your family's link to Franklin Delano Roosevelt? He, we both share this common ancestor. So he's, uh, I, I can't, I, I'm not sure how far removed a cousin he is. And he's, I guess he's a cousin some of some degree. Um, you also have a connection with another American president, am I right? Martin Van Buren, yeah. And what's interesting is, is they're actually, I, I live in Flatbush, um, right just below the Dutch Reformed Church there, which has a gorgeous old graveyard, this gorgeous old church with Tiffany windows. And it's the oldest church in Brooklyn. And there, and all of the old Dutch street names in New York and especially Brooklyn, that's where they're all buried. All the Bergens and Martens and there are Vanderbilts there and, uh, and Van Buren's are there. And Van Buren's actually, there's a street a couple blocks from me, Martens Place, and uh, Van Buren, the Van Buren's and the Martens family were sort of a lot of intermarrying there. So there are Van Buren's buried there, Martens buried there. And then there was another woman, uh, Courtright, who married James Monroe. So she was a first lady. Huh. But also interesting thing about Ma Martin Van Buren, his wife was a native Dutch speaker. Like Dutch was her first language. Hmm. And so in the White House, she was speaking Dutch, you know, to, 
like English kind of was was a new thing for her. Now you clearly have an encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of New York City and its history. Where did you gather that through this effort? You know, I just it's funny. It's something that I've always I've always felt really you know from the first time I came to visit New York, I was I'm one of these you know Midwestern kids who like came here and visited when I was 15, and I was like, this is it. I've got to come here. I've got to move here. I've got to live here. But then I found myself drawn to, you know, certain places, like up in the Catskills or around Kingston. And then I would come to find that, like, I have really deep, like, ancestral roots to these places, like this, you know, this house in Flatbush or this, you know, the or house in Woodstocker. And um, I've always been, you know, really interested in history, I mean, ever, actually, and, and that was something that when, you know, from the seventh grade, when I found out this thing about, uh, you know, my ancestors, but it's always, it, it's, and it's always been just a great sort of in for me, I guess, in a way of, of digging into New York, which I mean, I absolutely love New York. I, I, and, and the city is so, the history of the city is just so rich. I mean, New, New York has always had, you know, a problem with like building over, you know, rebuilding itself, which is a great thing. But also, <laughs> I mean, from the, from the very beginning, you know, in the 16, 1700s, people were complaining about tearing down beautiful buildings just to big, to, just to build something mm -hmm. new. And, uh, and so, so, you know, some of the history gets covered up, but, um, but it's still all there, you know, and, and, uh, and some of it you can, is, is still, still really there and you can really see it. And, you know, I, I mean, you see it in the street names. You see it in the buildings. There are great, great old maps there. And, and there, and what's what's really fun with the with you know the internet now is that there are people who are are digging around and and putting the stuff out there. You know, great sites like Forgotten NYC. Mm -hmm. and, um, there's a great uh, uh, Black Gotham is a great um, site, and this guy giving these fantastic tours in in uh, wall street area um so there's a lot of there's i think there's kind of a, a really fun resurgence of interest um in it too have you discovered any other van dusens living here in new york city oh yeah um yeah there are connected and, to your family of course. yes absolutely yeah yeah and there are there are van van dursens van dusers and van dusens and we're all related we're um and yeah, I've, I've actually, as a result of the, the Times article, a lot of people reached out to me, and and so I've been in contact with with a lot of folks. Every you know, there's a gal who lived just a few blocks from me who was a Van Duzer, uh, and another um, two sisters who were uh, looking for a house. They came to an open house of mine, and they were like, "Oh my God, you're a Van Duzer!" <laughs> and uh, and we can and and what's great is that you know we're lucky in that that uh, a lot of people have done a lot of genealogical work so we can kind of we can really piece it all pretty, together piece it all together pretty accurately and easily um, but there's still you know you know as a result of this I discovered this whole line of Van Dersens that had that around the same time that we settled in New Amsterdam they settled in Brazil and in northern Brazil because there was a very sort of open minded you know colony of you know uh, there, so I mean, it goes, it gets spread really wide. Um, but yes, lots of Andusians who have found their way to New York. Some who've been here the, the whole time, and some who, like me, have kind of come back. Now, one of your descendants was a homemaker. 
who had a 19th century cookbook of sorts? Yeah, yeah. She was she was up in Vermont, I think. She had found her her way up to Vermont. Yeah, that cookbook's great. A lot of these documents were 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 put on the Times interactive website, so they're out there and they're available. So yeah, I think there great... was a recipe for something called plain cake or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I have not tried making that. What can you tell me about Reverend Dr. Henry Pitney Van Dusen? Well, that, um, he, the, the two sisters that I mentioned, um, they are his grandchildren. Uh, he, he, was, he, he made the cover of Time magazine. And I've, I've read the article years ago. I can't, I can't bring it up now. My memory banks are failing. It's out there, though. But it's out there. Yeah, he was... Uh, believe in Episcopal, Episcopal Presbyterian minister. Lots of clergymen. My Uncle Dave, he was a clergyman. He was down in um, East, uh, Massachusetts and uh, got around. And again, you know, it's like you, you, I, I, I find these, if it's not published and it's not out there, um, you still, you know, the stories are still out there. And it wasn't until, you know, I, I, I cornered my uncle, you know, at a wedding and said, so, you know, what was it like, you know, during the 60s when you were doing this? Because I heard you were kind of, uh, you know, you were a little bit of an activist and do marches and stuff. What was that like? And, um, you know, he he would he was one of the guys getting on the bus and going down for the, you know, freedom marches and stuff with, with uh, you know, wearing his collar, this like young seminary, you know, guy just out of seminary school. And the thing that I realized from this uh, you know, from from digging around in my family and and the feedback that I get from from people who contacted me because of the Times article is that everybody you know all everybody has these stories in their family, and it's funny. I, I think sometimes people just kind of maybe they get bored of their own stories, so they stop telling them. But um, it, it, you know, it, it's so valuable. You know, and and and. Ask the questions of the older generation. And if you have that information, share it with the younger generation. Yeah. I mean, because really, they eat it up. They really do. Take I the mean, time. Do an interview with your great-grandmother or your grandmother. Uh, it is so, it's so, so worth it. I mean, still, my, my, my mom's still alive. She's 85. I'm still learning stuff about things. I had this great talk with her last time I visited her about uh, what it was like being, you know, a child during World War II and, you know, rationing and you know all, just all how that whole sort of wartime um thing affected her and just really incredible you know poignant stories and hilarious stories and and um and so you know still I'm still finding stuff out you if know. you had an opportunity Andrew to invite some of your descendants to a dinner party which ones would you most want to check off the yes I accept <laughs> wow I um well I think that definitely Charles Theron who was in the Civil War I'd have to talk to him I'd love to talk to my aunt Minnie uh they, her her she married um, my great-great-grandfather, but she was just supposed to be such a dynamic, fun like woman. Like I'd love to have her. Her, her nickname was Daisy, but her, her name was Minnie, um, Minnie Buick Van Dusen, and she was somehow related to like third cousins of the, the Carr Buicks. And I would I would probably say I, I would want to go way way back. You know, of course I'd want to talk to Abraham and. Um, 
Yeah, what would you want to know kids. from Abraham? You know, I think what I'd want to know, I'd want to, you know what? I, I'd honestly, I'd want to go even further back. I'd want to, I'd want to find out like what were things were, what were things like in 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 Amsterdam, and and why did you come here? You know, um, it's so remarkable though that he came here and went back, and then came back again yeah. at that <laughs> yes. time, yeah. the sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a long, dangerous trip. And it also, I mean, I think that it's interesting, too, that it shows the difference between the Dutch colonies and other, you know, some people came over here, not of their own free will. Some people came here as indentured servants and they just didn't have the money. I think because the Amsterdam colony was basically a, a, a company town, he was probably working, saying, OK, I'll, yeah, I'll take the trip back. You know, I'll bring the stuff back and then I'll come get a wife and I'll come on back. So people were kind of doing that back and forth thing a little bit more. But he obviously wanted to stay and make a go of it, you know. And life was hard. Life was really, really hard here back then. I mean, I would also say, I mean, there's so, you know, just to get an insight into the day-to-day -day life of what it was like in colonial New Amsterdam, what it was like when, when the you know, the struggle with the British taking over and um, and then what it was like, you know, being a being a struggling farmer in you know, the 1700s in upstate New York or uh, I mean, it's it's there's a, I, I, I don't think I think that I could probably pick anybody, you know, <laughs> it would be a fascinating it would be a fascinating, incredible dinner conversation. Did anything surface in your family history that disturbed you at all? Well, I think that, um, I think with any family that's been here for a long time, um, the whole, you know, the whole prospect of slavery is, you know, the most disturbing thing that comes to mind. So you're assuming that your family owned slaves? I would imagine so, you know, uh, at some point, especially if, if there were ones who were moving, if they were you know, moving to the southern states in the 1700s. And and also there were, uh, you know, I, I, I reached out to some African-American Van Dusens who I found on Facebook to try and get, you know, to see where, where what they knew about their family. Um, and, you know, people come into their names in all different ways, but that's obviously one of them that, that could have happened. So um, I didn't find anything out for sure, but it certainly it just kind of raises the question, you know. And he just, you know, you just don't know. But I mean, I'm sure there's, there's, you know, there's more to be found out about all of that. Are you doing that research? Are you continuing uh, to dig? I'm, I am continuing to dig. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, there's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different sort of areas to do it. One, one, my, my sort of current project that I'm trying to do is to digitize. We found this wonderful trove of, photographs and documents and materials and like those French postcards I was telling you about all of this stuff we want to digitize and make available to our family. That is from my grandfather, uh, grandfather and, and, and great grandfather and his generation. So, uh, so it's a digitization project, which is kind of time consuming. And, um, but that's a part of it. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm, you know, one thing I, I, I try to do is, I mean, the, that we're, we all try to do is to just share information, you know, and, and I am encouraging people to, you know, find out more about um, about their family. 
I would think there's a book in here somewhere, Andrew. Have you ever thought about that? A book about the Van Dusens and settling in New York and beyond. Yeah, sure. I I would I would love to work on a book on that. If I I don't think I could do it myself though. It's a big that's a big it's a big project. But it's a I think it would be a a great read, a fascinating read. I mean, there's a lot of um, I, I, I and you know as when you were saying about like finding the disturbing history, I I haven't found anything too dark or terrible. You know, I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it's back there. You know, all. All families have this stuff, but uh, you, you know, there's 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 plenty of drama and there's plenty of uh, there are plenty of great stories. You know, I think. All right. Is there anything that you would want to add that we didn't talk about? I, I would just encourage people to uh, to ask the questions of their you know their their elders in their family and um, and start digging. You know, and when you and yeah, and you have these stories about your family, you know, pass them along, pass them along to younger generations and your generation. You know, there's probably probably have sisters and cousins who don't know these stories, and um, and it's really great stuff. Now, one final question for you, Andrew: uh-huh. How did you do on that seventh grade project? <laughs> I I think I got an A, as I <laughs> you know, a star. I think I got a couple of stars on that. Andrew Van Dusen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. Andrew Van Dusen is a descendant of one of Manhattan's first few hundred settlers. He currently lives in Brooklyn. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. My thanks to producer Caroline Rotante. I'm George Boldarki. Thanks for listening. It's WFUV and WFUV HD New York. Listener-supported public media from Fordham, the Jesuit University of New York. Music discovery starts here.